Hey, what's going on, y'all, man? Y'all are listening to the Fathership Project, and this episode going to be different. Um, something happened yesterday uh, during my cat, my my son's uh, Zoom, and um, kind of set me on fire. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it, I really, it, I really couldn't shake it. <laughs> For real, I couldn't shake it. Um, and I just wanted to ask a question. So before. We get into that, man, because it's a lot. Um, I decided that I would just take a second and um, let's play some music, man. We got to, you know, before I get into my bag, before I get into this, I, I, I need to chill out. You know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead. Y'all listen to the Fathership Project. Yeah. 
her name is a sin music and that was fortress um that was necessary like i said you know um something happened during my son's zoom call um and it legit made me feel away like it, it did um it bothered me um so i wanted to take a second so if you're a parent and you're listening to this um i have a question now this is what's funny i want you if you're not a parent um and like whoever's listening to this this show is for you right this episode is for you i'm talking to you so i'm gonna focus the conversation around children but this but if you don't have children this can you can cater this message to the people that you love the most to people that you sometimes ignore um what they may be going through so this can be a friend a co-worker uh a pastor, a, a, shoot, a supervisor, um, a neighbor, a man, family member, someone like, you know, it, it, it really just goes, it really can cater to anybody. It can also cater to yourself. But I want to focus on the children um, because I think it's necessary. But first things first, man, I pray that this episode is coming to you in good health. Uh, I pray it's coming to you in a place of sobriety. Uh naturally and spiritually that you are in a place where you are making good decisions godly and uh, godly decisions which means they are wise decisions knowledgeable um decisions i pray that the, you are hearing this show in a place of love uh gratitude and um just humility i pray that you are um encouraged in this moment i pray that you are um in a place of forgiveness. I pray that you're listening to this in a place of forgiveness, um, or in the in the spirit of forgiveness. So, so opening, willing for forgiveness to take place. I pray that you are listening to this in a position of repentance. Um, I pray that you, when you're listening to this show, that you're in a place where you are directly connected and still. Um, understanding the importance it is of being connected to the Father, uh, having a heart of repentance, living in a life of understanding and growing into the Word. I pray um, that you are not that you are not hurting. Um, I pray that you're listening to this show and you are not hating, resentful, and that you're not dealing with these things. And I say all this in faith that if you are not in the right place, I pray that. Um, that God begins to work work in those specific areas for you in your life. Um, that healing begins to take place. I believe I, I believe, and I pray, I'm speaking in faith, that, that God will send resources, that he will send rest, that he will send understanding, that he will send a peace beyond understanding, um, catered to your direct situation and heart. Because the one thing that Christ doesn't need is a roadmap to something that he designed and created in full purpose. Um, and that 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 light is not dim inside of you i pray that this episode does not find you in a place of defeat and giving up and thoughts that are that are unlike god that are anti-god that are anti-life i pray that this um i pray that this episode finds you whole or walking in wholeness walking toward wholeness walking towards holiness walking towards understanding and peace I pray that you hear this episode walking into stability, 
walking into financial literacy, financial understanding, walking into spiritual uh, maturity, financial, uh, spiritual understanding and growth, physical growth and improvement. I pray that this finds you in health, achieving greater health, you know, uh, intentional living. Um, I pray that this episode finds you exactly where God wants you to be. And if not, that you are on the way. I pray that this episode either plants a seed or is watering a seed that has already been given for your greatness, for your improvement, for your growth. So, you all listen to the Fathership Project. Let's get into it. CJ Inspires. Hey, y'all, what's going on, man? I appreciate y'all listening to the Fathership Project. I wanted to take one second and um, talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, right? When I talk about being a father and I talk about being present, one of the things that can deny me the ability to be as present as I want to be as a father is my health. Many of you may not know, but I spent actually a total of 13 days hospitalized when I first found out that I was diabetic and I had high blood pressure, right? And I did that because one, I had a bad reaction to medicine after, but the first reason was because my blood pressure and cholesterol, my blood pressure, cholesterol, um, and sugar was so high. The doctor couldn't believe that I could see and that I hadn't had huge headaches. So I had to thank God for the grace for me able to function as unhealthy as I was. But I'm also thankful that I went and got a checkup the time that I did so that I could start course correcting my terrible behavior, my mindset and getting back on track to have a healthy lifestyle. Right. So with being healthy, there comes education. And I want you guys to just check out this farm to table course is given by Lisa Smith. When I'm telling you, she is giving life changing, life saving and life enhancing information with her farm to table to farm the table course. And I'm telling you, all y'all, y'all got to check it out. But y'all can hear it from me. But while you hear from me, well, y'all can hear from her herself. Y'all check this out. Here are the facts. In the black community, over 70 percent of individuals are classified as overweight or obese. The leading cause of death is heart disease, cancer, and stroke. And despite what you've been told, did you know that your genes play less than a 10% role in you getting a chronic condition such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, or obesity? These are all what we call lifestyle diseases. So what does that mean? A simple change in your lifestyle can change the outcome in your life expectancy, both for yourself and future generations. And I recommend the number one way of doing that is by adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle. A whole food plant-based diet is the only diet that has been scientifically proven to prevent and reverse the number one cause of death in the United States, heart disease. Over 600,000 people die every year from this condition and it can be arrested by changing our diet. We can lower cholesterol, lower blood pressure, reverse obesity, reverse type 2 diabetes, all by changing our diet and adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And I believe I have one of the best programs that allows you to do just that. My signature course, 
Farm to Table. That's farm as in P-H-A-R-M, pharmaceuticals to food. That's right. My signature course walks you from wherever you are to adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, eliminating animal products, refined sugars, processed oil, excess sodium, and processed food that is chock full of colorants, dyes, chemicals, and preservatives, which essentially lays the foundation for many of the chronic diseases that we suffer from. So if you are interested in completely reversing those chronic conditions, getting off of those prescribed drugs, and using food as medicine, you want to do yourself a favor and check out farmtotablecourse.com. That's farmtotablecourse.com. Farm is P-H-A-R-M. Learn all about the curriculum hear from our alumni students and do yourself a favor and start over fresh and change the outcome for yourself and future generations. I made this podcast for my sons. This podcast is not political. This podcast is for the people. It's for the fathers for the sons that will be fathers of the sons and the daughters that do have fathers. This podcast is for men. You are listening to The Fathership Project. So yesterday, my son was in a Zoom call, right? You know, uh, my son is still virtual learning. All my boys are. And something happened, right? It it brought things full circle. So let me tell you guys what happened yesterday first, and I'm going to take you all back to what happened um, in my home. That reminded me why this all, why, why, why this really struck a chord with me. Cause it did like, I'm, 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 I'm reloaded. (laughs) Like it, it did. It got me. It, it really, really, really did. Um, my son was like, one of my classmates just said they wish they would have ended their life when they had the chance. I'm like, what? What did you say? So I go into the room. He's like, yeah, you know, the kids said that they wish they would have killed themselves when they had the chance. And that just, it, 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 it hit. It hit hard. Um, it hit hard for a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons, because as someone who has lost someone because of suicide, um, and seeing the carnage that it leaves behind when someone takes their own life, it sort of does something to you, you know, it forever changes you in a way. When you hear that word suicide, if you're someone that has lost someone, uh, due to suicide, it's not a. It's not a easy pill to swallow. It's just not. It's not an easy pill to swallow. And it, yeah, it sucked. It hurt. It hurt to hear. It hurt to hear that it was a baby somewhere. Even, I mean, think about it. my son is nine years old. It's 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 wild to even believe that there is a nine-year-old, right? 
contemplating death like like how <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like how was that possible so for me I took pause so you know I asked my son like you know what did the teacher say and the teacher said you know hey man that's appropriate that's inappropriate you know whatever whatever like um and I kind of like kind of stood back because I was like really like it really triggered me really really got me so the first thought came to me when I first heard when I heard about that is man we can't be too busy that we not checking on our children's mental health. We we can't be so busy that we're not paying attention to our children because there's a lot going on. Like it's 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 so much going on that as we watch grown people unravel, millionaires lose their mind celebrities literally lose the grasp of reality as we watch people that have it all in our eyes right lose it literally don't know what to do i'm talking about from seeing celebrities that had it all super arrogant to not a praying to god burning incense praying to buddha like when i'm talking about they're trying to find peace because something happened that has rocked this nation rocked this world in a way where people at the very least are just looking at things a little bit differently or being faced that they should or maybe that they, they have to right and it's a lot for grown adults to to process so imagine these kids Imagine these kids that had this happy little life or had these little lives and then they just change and and depending on how you raise them, they may not even have enough information to understand fully why, right? Outside of the YouTube commercials and the commercials that come on on the video game systems and, you know, TV, cartoons, whatever, whatever. But they don't really know what is really happening here i mean none of us do to be totally honest so the kid said that and i was like wow that sucks so now let me backtrack and tell y'all so my son my youngest boy came to me a while back a couple like a week ago and told me two things these two different separate occasions first thing he told me was i don't have any friends the only friends i have are my brother's and my cousins, right? My cousins that I talk to, right? And I said, "Why you say that?" And he talked to me, and I just listened to him. And then, I, and then I had to remember, my son just came from kindergarten, right? And right when he was about to start first grade, they shut, every, you know, the the government shut everything down, um, especially in Michigan, and we haven't went back. So with everything being shut down, he has never experienced first grade with a class. So when he left his old school, so, you know, kindergarten, when he left his old school, where now he's playing Minecraft and I give him a little bit of Fortnite time with friends online, you know, people that they know, he missed out on that connection of going to school with somebody, meeting them. You know, getting that type of those social skills and then, you know, maybe talking to them after school and all like he he missed that entire experience and it's affecting him. Now, thank like thankfully he has brothers and cousins. So I could only imagine what a what an only child could be dealing with. 
But even still within a house full of people that love him, he's affected. So then a couple of days later, you know, um, he told me he missed me. I'm like, what? I see you every day. I'm like, no, but I, you know, I miss you, you know, cause he has to share me with his brothers cause everybody's always home. And on the most part, outside of, you know, you know, occasions, I'm really the only one that leaves and come, you know, comes and goes. So I took notice. Set up a day, Saturday morning, me and him hung out. You know, first of all, I had a conversation with him and talked to him and said, listen, you know, you miss me. You can call me whenever. Like, let's talk to me because you have three brothers and, you know, you do still need personal time with me and you and you know, and you know, with your life, so your friends like these things matter to in, in your development. So we hung out, we talked, and I just listened. You know, I tried to listen mostly. So that that was an eye opener. So so it so when I heard the kids say they wish they would have killed themselves when they had the chance or when they had the thought, it brought full circle that I have a kid living in this house full of love and brothers and siblings and cousins, and he still had moments where he was like, man. I'm affected, right? So before I get, like I said, I I, I want to ask y'all something. And like I said, so this is going to be a portion of the show that I'm going to be very direct. Um, and I'm hoping that it, I don't want to say it offends you because I have a purpose, right? Like I'm not trying to just make you mad, but I hope that it pricks your heart where you become aware. Like I'm hoping that this causes a little hypersensitivity in this area. I'm praying that when I say something to wherever it, it caters to your situation, that you a light bulb pops open or at very least it causes you for enough concern to be like, let me look into this. Let me make sure this doesn't happen. This not this is not happening because you'll be surprised what happens under your roof. That's why I made this post about Will Smith being, you know, that he felt as a father, not to take a shot at Will Smith, but to understand that the person that we see as one of the biggest stars and one of the most famous and loving and really cool guy, he has made some big mistakes. So if you can make big, big mistakes at that level, then that means we all need to pay attention to the things that matter. We all should be open and looking because there are spots. We have blind spots. And, and, you know, when we when we have aspirations in one area, there's something else that's going to be neglected. When we are chasing after one thing, something else, like, like there's so many things going on and we have to remain vigilant. So. Now, let me fast forward it till. So this is why I'm like, man, I got to talk about this right now because all these things happen in the same day. And then let me fast forward to. Last night, my middle boy, my queer boy, and I had him, I'm trying to think what episode it was. I had him pretty recently. But anyway, he um, is a very athletic, energetic, strong kid, right? Um, and he uh, broke a piece off of his brother's bed, right? <laughs> So I'm hot because it's the second time he didn't broke a piece of one of his brother's beds, jumping from the top bunk all the way to the uh, the bed at the bottom on the other side of the hot room. 
uh, to this one, just climbing up, just being a kid, athletic, playing, not really paying attention, also not knowing how strong he is. It breaks, right? So I'm talking to him and fussing at him and, you know, having this whole conversation on right and wrong and, you know, trying to let him know that, you know, right now these are mistakes because of, you know, these are thoughtless mistakes and these are things that we've been telling you about, blah, 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 blah. And basically that as you get older, these mistakes will mature into something more serious if we don't take notice in our actions. If we don't, if we're not able to stop and think, if if someone can tell you something and you can still just move and act in that there's no consciousness of what's happening um this can grow you into a person that you know um that can fall victim to the world circumstances or other or other forces that work like the law you know the law and peer pressures and you know other influences if you're not able to stop in a moment and be like wait and think right so long story short i'm fussing that we talk and we kicking it um, you know, he's kind of crying or, you know, he's upset and he's, you know, a little bit mad at himself or whatever. So we having this whole conversation. I'm fussing at him, talking to him like, Hey man, you know, this, you know, you say what I said, right. D- doing my dad thing, right. Daddy, daddy and daddy and daddy into the 10th power. Right. Um, and then, you know, and this happened all around the time where they call me every night when I'm at work, they call me every night before they go to bed so we can pray. Right. So because I'm not there, I have to find other ways to be present. And I remember, um, just, you know, praying right before you go to bed is something that always stuck with me. Something my grandmother always did with me. Something my mother did with me. You know, it was something that just stuck with me. Uh, weirdly enough, as wild as I was um, before I got back, you know, with Christ, it was something that I missed when I was in college. <laughs> it's funny. That's a whole nother story. But I remember one night just sitting, you know, wilding out, doing what I'm doing. And I remember sitting there like, man, I, I miss praying or going to church. or Like, I missed it because it was in bed. But that's another story. Anyway. So we pray, right? We have, um, so as I'm praying, we, we, we go through the Lord's prayer. Um, and then we go, you know, I per- try to personalize prayers or, you know, whatever we, we pray. So after I fuss at them, you know, everybody come together, we pray. And, and then after that, I kind of like, you know what, I'm, you know, per- just feel like, you know, I'm going to personal, I'm going to, I want to pray to all of y'all directly. So as I'm praying to my, uh, to my middle so once I get to him and I start you know I'm automatically hear like you know reaffirm your son you know remind like you need to you need to reaffirm your boys and this is something that you need to do a lot um that you need to just re re reinstate you know reinforce some of the I guess the non-negotiables in your relationship you need to re and I mean shoot even in your marriage I mean in your friendships like in relationship in general you need there are times where you need to just reinforce or reinstate where y'all are um and it's not just saying it it's doing it and acts you know so on and so forth anyway so as I'm praying I start to you know the Holy Spirit just starts you know I'm just I'm I'm praying I'm, I'm, I'm flowing and you know I'm just reminding my sons that even in my most angry i'm talking about when i'm like mad mad right my love is not on the table our relationship is not in jeopardy our connection is not negotiable like i and i have to remind them that because when someone's upset with you and not telling you what you want to hear and not making you feel all gushy we can be conditioned to believe that means we don't love them. 
you know, especially in these days where people are telling you love is telling someone that everything they're doing is okay and that there's no truth and your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth and there's no right in there and there's no wrong and you know unless there's you know just a mass media that believes in this one direction but other than that there's no wrong and I have to not 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 that I can't I I can't I have to agree for it to be love and I was telling them, so I'm telling them, like, you know, explaining them that my love is not on the table, you know, that the Bible talks about love and correction. They go hand in hand like that, that correction and love are, are, are connected. But we're conditioned to believe that it's either one or the other. That if a father chastises his son, he that does, that means he doesn't love him because he's not accepting who that person is. But then the Bible tells me that love comes with correction so long story short, I had to remind them where, where my love is and why my love is and how my love is and where and explain to them that this is not some great concept that their daddy thought up of what love is. And I had to remind them that let me show you examples of who my father is. Right. And then let me show you that his characteristics are from the father, which is the true guide and blueprint of fathership. Right. And as I and, t and giving them examples in the word of telling them, like, listen, God, Christ, God gave us made the ultimate sacrifice for our love. Listen, in because we were doing it wrong and God's love didn't change. God had every reason to change the dynamic of the relationship. But what's crazy enough it actually intensified because before, God, you know, Christ came, our relationship was one way. And because we couldn't figure it out, that God saw that we wasn't going to be able to work it out on our own. He, our relationship intensified because then he gave his only son to reconnect us. He literally intensified the relationship in the midst of our wrongdoing, which is crazy to me, which is crazy to me. So, so we had this whole conversation. So I'm explaining to them that one, I'm not no special being where I'm, where I understand love a different way. I'm telling them that I learn what love is through the Bible. I'm learning what love is through the life of Christ. Like I, like this is where I got this concept from, because one, I want you to know where you need to go to when you're struggling with understanding the concept of love and understanding what it is, um, where you find the truth at. And this is where I get to what I really want to talk about. No, okay, let me finish. I'm sorry. So as I'm praying and reaffirming my boys, he starts crying, right? The tough one, the the strong one. <laughs> He's crying. Boo-hooing, actually. And I'm like, what, what, what's up? Why are you crying? And he was saying, because, you know, because I did something wrong. I mean, you know, I feel like I'm a disappointment. I feel, you know, you talk about, and you talk about you still love me. And I didn't, you know, I just didn't know because I'm such a disappointment. I'm like, what are you talk like? So, so I had to remind them. So I, I thank you, God, for telling me, reminding, telling me to remind them who they are, where our relationship is, because sometimes life happens and we blame God or we feel like God no longer loves us because we're losing people or we're losing jobs or times get tough or we're in trouble. We're getting fussed at, like we're dealing with consequences of our actions, right? And we're like, but God, you, but you, you know, and sometimes we struggle with thinking God loves us when we're denied the comforts of our flesh and <laughs> it kind of made me mad 
you know, it kind of like it made me and I had, you know, decrease myself so that God can increase. But in the middle of that, my bride, I'm how can you I feel like I'm a pretty loving and affectionate, intentional father. How the heck can this one moment erase all that we've done? For you to question the connection like I'm mad and I didn't say this to him. Because I know, you know, that this stuff is not always flesh and blood, but these is these are these are these are heavenly spirits at work, influencers. This is why we have to raise our children up as well as raise ourselves up, build ourselves up to wear the full armor of God. It's amazing that whole concept of the full armor when you think about a helmet and a chest plate and a sword. Like you start thinking about these things and where they are located. The chest plate protects the, not just your arms or whatever, but for real, for real, check them arteries, <laughs> that heart, all the, all the important stuff is in the area where that, where, where, where that armor that goes over the chest plate and over the, the, the you know, abdomen and all that. It's, that's where all the important stuff is. <laughs> the helmet where your mind, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's such a vivid and amazing picture. All right. But anyway. So this is where the show comes in and why I had to take pause because I wanted to ask a question, you know, and I want to ask this question, man, as lightly and as in love as possible, but y'all going to hear a little bit of fire, but it's because it's super serious. You know, I love you. Everybody who's listening to this, I love you and I'm appreciative of you taking a, a fraction of your life and your day to listen to whatever I have to say. I, I'm, I'm, I'm stupid appreciative. Appreciative, <laughs> appreciative. I definitely appreciate it, and I say this in love. I mean no offense. So I'm so when I'm talking to y'all, I'm talking to myself too. Like this conversation I'm having with y'all, I have with myself first, and I'm going and I continue to have with myself over and over and over and over and over. So it's not like I'm talking to y'all or at y'all. I'm talking to I'm talking to us. Like so, as you're listening to this, I'm listening to this, and I'm like we're we're being chastised together, right? Because we're family. But think about it like this. I have a question. You know, in this time, we've watched people say, you need to say something. You need to stand up, right? We need to do something. Enough is enough. That's what I've heard through these times. Enough is enough. We got to do this. We got to act. If you're not acting, you're a part of the problem. Silence is violent. Like we've heard all the cliches of why you have to act. And if you're not acting, you're a part of the problem, right? We've heard this. And I'm not even here to argue because some of the things that have happened, man, are it's not even a conversation of right or wrong. It's what do we do because it because this is a problem. So I want to ask a question. But I'm going to start it with a statement. The devil is lying to your kids that's a fact now what are you gonna do about it <laughs> like I, I legit want to know like i want you to give me some feedback if you listen to anchor you can actually record a response and send it and i'll add it and i'll put it in the show like i'm i really want to know the enemy the enemy is lying to your kids lying to your family what you gonna do about it are you going to do something about it? Or are you scared too? 
Do you? It's time to act. We need enough is enough. It is proven. You can turn on a TV set and see that your kids are being lied to. And I want to know what are you going to do about it? Dads, what are you going to do about it? Moms, what are you going to do about it? Uncles, mentors, teachers, what are you going to do about it? A nine-year-old admitted to contemplating suicide. What are you going to do about it? Kids are being told that God is making a mistake when they're at their birth, that when they're born, it's a mistake that they that they're that they're in the wrong body. That, that like that like <laughs> can, can you understand the impact to be a developing child that you don't even know what you are yet? You 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 just got here. And in the midst of that. Now the concept of that it could all be wrong and you have to change it is thrown into the mix. Now, I know many people, I know there's going to be some people that may feel weird about or not know how to feel about this. But do you understand the psychological abuse it is for someone to tell you that your whole being is a mistake and you have to you have to manually fix it? Hey, man, you could have been born the wrong way, man. God makes mistakes. So, you know, you are a whole nother person and you need to like you need to before you figure out who you even are. They're telling you that it's something wrong with it and you need to fix it. You need to break it. You need to you need to re-engineer it. And we're going to show you what that even looks like, <laughs> because if if God's making mistakes and he doesn't know the right way to bring us into this world, but we do what's you know, what's right? What's wrong? Like, how, how do we find there when when the divine creator is wrong? How do we become? Right? It, it, it just gets. But I, 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 I could get that's a whole rabbit hole. The devil is lying to your kids. What are you going to do about it? The devil has got your kids sitting in these beautiful houses, these beautiful homes. And somehow, some way they still are sitting in a room talking about my daddy and my mama don't love me because I got a whooping. Because I'm on punishment. Because I can't play Fortnite all the time. Or I can't play Grand Theft Auto. Or I didn't get this for Christmas. Or like. Or they just feel alone. I had a conversation with my brothers the other day. And we talked about kids. And they were saying like. Sometimes us raising kids. We treat them like they're not human beings. Right. So we're raising babies. We're raising kids man. And the one thing that the Francis. I look man. I got to get William on here. Um, oh, Elder William France on here man he said that we're not raising kids we're raising adults <laughs> you know we speaking in faith we're raising our children to become contributing strong adults we're not raising children because that's an oxymoron how do you raise a child because a child is only one form there's there's so you're almost confessing a lack of maturation in, in in your attempt because if you're raising a child you're raising someone to not mature Versus you have a child and I'm raising an adult. I'm just saying some of this stuff gets so it's, 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 it's man, when it comes to vigilance, you got to be careful with your confession because you plant the seed. So are you raising a child or are you raising a, or are you raising an adult? That's that's a sidebar, but it's all attached because. When we talk about spiritual warfare, man, we we got to be we got to be aware of what it means, because think about it, we look at the TV and we see people, 
you know, being weird and throwing jackets and people falling out and blowing breath and TBN. Or we, we see all these extreme cases of people being people, right? Doing what we do. Humans, we do this. We make these mistakes. But my question is, what are you know? I'm telling if you didn't believe it, if you don't believe if you didn't believe it, I'm telling you now, this is a fact. The devil is lying to your kids. What are you going to do about it? The Bible tells us to, to be careful of the fiery darts. Those are thoughts. You think that you think the enemy only sending you bad thoughts? <laughs> you think when your kids laying in the bed in the dark, just sitting there or watching TV or just not around you or when they sitting right next to you, the enemy not sending them thoughts? Man. If you think that you're the only one under attacking your home, let me tell you something. From the beginning of the time, children have always been the main source of attack. They have been under attack from the you childhood children have been under attack for the beginning of time. There are so many rituals and traditions that were after attacking children. But I'm not, but I, I really just want to know what are you going to do about it? And that's why I say this conversation is like, oh, I figured, no, bro, this is a this was a wake up call for me because I'm I'm burying, I'm the I'm the dad coach, I'm I'm all this crap, and my kid is sitting in a room telling me that the enemy has somehow told him that his daddy don't love him when he mad at him. That's a problem. Like, do you understand? This is my house. Do you understand how upset I, it made me? That's why I say, you know, I got to I got to try to find balance in these conversations because my pride can take me left. And that, and then I'm leaving what God is instructing me to do. And now I'm going on a high horse and I'm and I'm wilding. So I got to be careful. And saying that I'm thinking about it like this, like. How the heck am I allowing the enemy in my house talk to my family? You feel me? Imagine, imagine a stranger walking in your crib and telling your kids something different than contrary to what you telling them and how you teach and raising them. Imagine somebody telling your wife that. That's what I'm saying. This stuff don't just. It, I'm talking about kids because this is what this show is about. This is my purpose. But, but this caters to everybody. People talking to your spouse. People talking to you. So this flips around. So put yourself in your spouse's shoes, and it's not really not you know that's a metaphor. But your spouse in there, and somebody lying to like what I'm saying is, what are you going to do about it? Because kids are killing themselves, they're mutilating their bodies, they're going through it because the enemy is lying to them, and we are not doing nothing because we're afraid to offend the child. To offend the the progressive the progressive instructions and 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 mood and whatever whatever. But I thought this was a generation of action. I sat and watched on TV people walk out of their homes in the middle of a pandemic that everybody is terrified of and hit the streets and attack the police when they were at their height of anger and listen. Why I, why I don't agree with meeting anger with anger? Because it's like two blind men fighting. I understand that when it's something that you believe in, you should be ready to put your life on the line. I get it. 
do I do I think the how of the example that I use was you know is equal to what I'm saying? Nah. But I respect somebody who's willing to stand up and fight and not hide about what they believe in. I respect that. I do. Cause it's not easy taking making a stance. It's not, it's not easy. So what's more important in your family and your legacy? Ah, wait. Like, tell me, what's more important? Because I'm telling you, somebody is poisoning the well of your legacy. What are you going to do about it? What TV shows can't you watch no more? What books? What, 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 like, what conversations? What can't be put in your house? Like, what, 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 what time do you need to set aside to, like, what are you going to do now that you know that something is happening and it needs to stop. Somebody is lying to your family. Someone is lying to your kids. What you going to do about it? I'm just, I, I just want to know what you going to do about it. Because here's the thing. We can't stop the enemy from lying. All we can do. All we can do. Is make sure that the enemy ain't the only one talking to our families. How are we covering and preparing our children for those conversations that they that the enemy may try to send them? What are we doing to stop this? I thought about, man, thanking God so much for, for just letting me know last night because I almost let my kids go to bed without me letting them know that, listen, I am mad at you. I, I am a little frustrated with you. Hey, our love not on the table, though, big dog. We, 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 not, we, don't, we don't get down like that. You're not fighting for my love. You, ain't, you don't have anything to prove or get. Like, you don't, you don't, you're, you're not trying to win my love. <laughs> you're like, what? And that's why, you know, when I talk about the fellowship project and I talk about this stuff, understanding that the blueprint is not me or ideology. The blueprint is the Bible. I'm learning how to be a father by looking at the father. Because think about it like this. Find a scripture where it, where 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 God says that he just won't love you. Now, God hates sin. It's a fact. But God instructs us. He said, if you love me, love my people. He tells us to love people that hate us. Like, 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 so if, if, if I have to love somebody who hates me to prove that I love God, then my family should always know that whether I disagree with your lifestyle, with your choices, if I'm fussing at you, if I'm correcting you, if I'm rebuking you, if, or, or we kicking it with like from the good times to the bad times, my love is there. You don't have to fight for my love. You got it. And because you got it, here comes the correction. Because just comes with God's love comes the correction. But God's not talking about, hey, man, you did this, Meach. I can't love you no more. Like, come on, man. Every day you wake up. And if you give your, your life to Christ, whether you wake up or not, you know the abundance of God's love. And honestly, when you don't wake up, you know it. You know it even differently because now you in, you walking in paradise. It's just, it's just different, man. Let me... <sighs> 
I'm trying to stay focused, y'all. It's a lot. What you going to do about it? The enemy lying to your family. He's poisoning the well. What are you going to do about it? So now you like me. Okay, man, you said all this. What You know, okay, I hear you. I'm with you. What are we going to do about it? Let me tell you first things first. You know, this is... This is why, you know, when I talk about being a Christian, people hear about the religion aspect. They hear about the Baptist churches and they hear about the, you know, the pastors. They hear they hear about the religion. When I say Christian, it's something my boy Jay Will used to talk about all the time is that I-A-N is like, right? I The N, right? I'm like Christ. I'm not like my denomination. I'm not like my Christian friends or my pastors. I'm like the Messiah, right? So... So what can I do now that I know that the enemy is lying to my children and my family? What can I do about it? The I-A-N, that's what you can do. You can be like, right? And I like be like, even though it's a little bit Ebonics. I'm talking about this. This is the action part. Sanctification. Renewing of the mind. Like the, like the, when I tell you the Bible attacks everything and tells Everything that we battle with, it, sanctification is what you do about the enemy lying to your family. Because you can't stop the enemy from talking, but you can take away a lot of his resources, at least from your home, from your, your connections. You can be intentional praying and covering your family. Number one, that's a must. That's that's what you do because the enemy is lying. I think about it like this. We, we get real righteous and self-righteous about Adam and Eve. And man, if I was standing next to my wife and the devil was talking to her, I'd be like, no, we not. Cause we let our, we let the devil talk to our wives all the time. That's why so many dudes wives out here doing these challenges, showing off the, like lit, like because I listen, we let the enemy talk to our family and lie to them in our face every day. And we got to be vigilant. You need discernment to first understand what's the lie. We're, because how do you know what a lie is if, if your whole foundation is surrounded in, in every, like, where's your foundation? Our foundation is Christ. So it makes it easier to discern a lie. It doesn't make it always easier to stop it from happening or not even like it. But once we understand that there's lies and we understand the lie, because first we find our foundation, my identity is in Christ. So anything that counter out counteracts that is a lie. So now I know praying, spending time, your kids need your time with your phone off and their TVs off and everything. And you need to sit and listen to them talk. They need that. They need that. Like I, I want to say daily, but at least weekly. One-on-ones, chop-ups, disconnects. They are hearing so much crap from friends and te- they they're they're hear- they're getting so much crap. And if you're not there to filter them, you might as well be standing next to them while the enemy is telling them that they they can be they can become God and that they can sin and and, and create sin in the world. Like that, you you're allowing them to be put in a position because they're being lied to. I put this video up. It's funny. I'm bringing up Will Smith again. He had this video talking about, you know, that somebody can't tell you about your life. Right. Imagine living in a house like that. Right. Where you can't tell your kids. You can't give them advice about their life because they don't even know who they are and you don't know what they are. So they, they so they go after anything and everything and they can be anything. Where, where, where does the parenting happen? How can you protect your child from the lies of the enemy in the world? 
if you can't even make a moral stance, that there's no position of standard. I'm saying this. Another thing is you need to know what your kids is watching and what they're talking about. You need to know what the messages are in these songs, the messages in these movies, like the messages, the games that they play. I'm trying to tell you the enemy is lying to our family. And I'm asking you, what are you going to do about it? Because if you do nothing. Kids killing themselves, killing each other. Change. Attacking their own biologies, take, like filling their bodies with medicines to to course correct in their minds the things that God made them wrong. Like imagine being born to somebody already telling you that you messed up. Hey, yeah, you, you got a lot of work to do. Like what? Because I think about when my kids got birthed into this world and I'm looking at them, I, something wrong with them was the, I'm talking about I have all boys, but I remember holding my little niece and my nieces. And I, I can't imagine holding my children and my nephews and their babies. And I'm like, man, something's wrong with them because they're male and not female. Like, I think it's one of the closest time you when you hold a baby, the, the innocence and the perfection that only man can achieve is in these tiny little humans that we that for, for I don't know for whatever reason and why God does it but leaves for us to fix. I mean, uh, fix, right? See, that's the problem. Leaves for us to grow and mature. Like God, why won't you? Why don't people just be born, you know, fully cultivated by you? Why would you give us this to mess it up? We don't know what we're doing. But if I be like more like Christ, then I can figure it out. Doesn't mean you'll be a perfect parent. It's only one perfect parent. That's God. But we got to do something. I say this in the kindness of my heart, but I say this tough because this is what I'm saying to myself. We need to pay more attention to our babies. The world just changed and we need to make sure that they understand that who God still is and where, where love still is. They, Our children need to know specifically where they stand in the world now. And you as a parent have all the influence in the world. And you only have it for a small time before they get sent out into this world and get the, their own taste of all the stupidity that this world will offer them. So what are you going to do about it? The enemy is lying in your face to your children. What are you going to do about it? Let's talk about it. You are listening to the Fathership Project. Peace and God bless. Play Air Media.